Hello, and welcome back to the CSW Podcast. My name is Cyrus Rosen, and I'm your host. To the left of me is Irvin Mayfield, our sound editor and producer, but he will also be joining me on today's episode. Today, we are also joined by next year's co-hosts, Lake Grant and Manny Fowler. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Nice to meet you. What's up? We wanted to do this one final episode for the year, uh, just to really pass the torch to Lake and Manny, who are going to be doing the co-hosting of the show next year, and hopefully taking it to bigger and better heights. That'd be the goal? Yeah. That is the goal. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves to the CSW community? Sure. I mean, you got it. I go first? For sure. Oh boy, man. So, my name's Manny, and uh, I'm about to be a senior next year. Uh, I play football. And uh, I also play lacrosse. That's about it. All right. Cool. And I'm a rising senior as well. Just like many, I do play lacrosse. This year, you know, we kind of took it off a little bit, but it's COVID. And uh, most of you probably already know me. I talk to everybody. I'm a big guy in the halls. I love you. Definitely man of the school. Lake Manny, thank you for joining us today. Um, My pleasure. People know who, who uh, Irvin is, so he needs no introduction. Do they? They know who I am. He's the dude that I mean, dances. Yeah, he's serious. <laughs> he's the he's the dancing dude. That's right. That and much more. He's the best musician at the school. Best hair at the school. Um, anything else we need to know? Best dressed. Definitely best dressed. They definitely they they, they did definitely. me wrong with the, they did me wrong with the superlatives, but it's fine. And he's I'm real. The people, I'm I'm the people's best dressed. He's the people's champ. I am. That's right. Like I said, no need for an introduction. We kind of came in here without really having some topics ready to go because we just wanted to see what kind of energy we could bring to the table today, keeping it low-key, keeping it laid back. I know Lake and Manny wanted to talk about prom, which was two days ago. I had a great time. I don't know about you guys. I didn't yeah. go. Yeah, It was wonderful. Go. The teachers was dancing. Mr. Kramer was busting his moves. Mr. Kramer was, was getting it He was staring it, it up. Nice. Yes, saw him with the running man. Saw him with the Star Wars jacket. Trippiest. I was also, I forgot to I forgot to say in the intro. Shout out to Dr. Prisco, our faculty producer. He was also at prom, having a good time, looking sharp. We'd love to hear it. I like the fits at prom this year. I think they were pretty nice. Uh, who was prom king? What was his name? Luke Henderson. I like the jacket. Oh yeah, I like the jacket that was, was a, bold. That was a bold. That was a bold statement with the cheetah yep. print. That Shout was... out to Luke Henderson and Lucia Gotera, prom king and queen. Did I totally just butcher her name? No, you got it. No, you okay. got it. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, you did that. Who are the uh, junior king and queens? Donovan and Sanchi. Donovan was... I, yeah, liked, was, his I liked his fit. Man. Donovan was looking very sharp. He had the Shoe. chains and everything. The yeah. shoes were nice. He had the matching pocket square and the little flower on his lapel. He was looking good. Hey, let me ask you guys how, how was y'all junior year? And I, I guess, because think about this, um, being a senior, I guess... Not expectations going into senior year, but I don't really know what I'm trying to say. Just, I guess, reflecting on your junior year, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about, like, senior year? Like, are y'all ready to move on? Are, are you guys, because me and Cyrus on the look backstage, so, like, looking back, you know, things, I'm like, oh, that was fun. This was cool. And looking back yeah. on the whole experience. But since y'all are in it, are y'all, like, looking back or y'all just kind of in it right now? This it's a combination quick, of both. Man. It's both. It went by quick. But it didn't really feel a lot of the stuff that would have made junior year fun. We didn't get to experience it. You know what I mean? We didn't really mm-hmm. get the junior experience because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I do agree. Like, and even with 
I'm just thinking about the freshmen too because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be lost sophomore year? Are we going to have like basically two sets of freshmen next year? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, definitely are. Because even our um guys below us didn't really get that long in charter, you know. Yeah, they had like no. half a year. They had a semester. So really, except for you guys, you know the the freshmen, sophomores, and and juniors are going to pretty much be entirely new to what it's like everyday life at charter. Yeah, it's going to be hard getting them uh, acclimated to everything. Yeah, that's going to be tough. But in a way, it is also, um, because I know with doing the DEI stuff, it is a very unique opportunity for the school to kind of take, to really push forward their agenda to rework the culture of charter. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to do that because you have people who have not been ingrained in being a charter day to day. Um, They've kind of been on their own for the most part. So in a way, you know, one way to look at it is it is a blessing in disguise if Charter's still trying to push ahead on their initiative of, you know, modernizing their culture and trying to make it a very welcoming community. This is the perfect opportunity to put that in a, and do that in a realistic way. Yeah, definitely. I was, I talked to Dr. Johnson, the new president, and he seemed committed and it was nice to hear some of the ideas, hear his mindset. And um, I think moving forward, I feel like the student body population even like the teachers and faculty it's kind of like everybody's been I don't want to say woke but we kind of woke up and saw that we can make the change we want to see make charter more inclusive open accepting of different people from different backgrounds I really yeah, do I hope we get that way yeah me and everyone talked about I, that I, uh, for the last few years we, we were get that in there. and, and yeah. that's why the to me, things like this are important. I mean, that's why me and Cyrus sat down in um, Prisco and we're like, we need to do this. And even expanding it from the CSW podcast to what is now called CSW Public Radio, where everyone can just submit, you know, whatever they want and, and express themselves through this uh, platform that, that Prisco is trying to, um, you know, build it up as a thing around the school. And that's why... Um, yeah, this this I, I think this this specific podcast I guess is important, but I, I I hope this can right here can turn into um something bigger and be more of a legacy thing, and that's why we wanted to pass it on to y'all because y'all are two people who I'm me and Manny were talking last week about doing some Juneteenth video. Like Manny is super active when it comes to expressing himself and putting things out there. Same with Lake, just in Definitely different ways, is. like Lake Lake yeah, being the hallways. Is. Manny be doing his stuff um, inside and outside of school. And I think it's important for people to be, for like, for for these, you know, incoming freshmen and whatnot, for them to see y'all and be like, oh, these are two kids who are doing it not in a Irvin way to where it's like, what the, what is he doing? <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people be able to look at y'all and be like, this is what, they're doing this and they're expressing themselves and and it's cool to do that and they're speaking up about you know how they feel about things in the school and 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 they're speaking up about just you know what they feel should change and i think it's important for people to look up to y'all um y'all coming in as seniors and being able to carry that because i think our class um i i I will say i think our class and in your guys class have actually worked really well together in this past year when it comes Extremely. to oh yeah when it, when it comes to that stuff and i'm I'm glad y'all can y'all can carry that on and you bring up a really interesting point as well um also just want to reiterate what Irvin mentioned that you know the csw podcast started out as its own entity and then this year 
although a lot of people weren't super aware of it because we were doing the pandemic, we didn't put a lot of content out, that we have expanded this this platform, this this kind of idea of podcasting at Charter into an entire into an entire, you know, kind of exactly that platform for the students. And we've always wanted it to be a voice of the students of the Charter School of Wilmington. But what it turned into in a way is the Cyrus and Irvin podcast. And that's exactly what we were trying to avoid, but unfortunately seemed to get stuck into that pattern where it felt like a very exclusive thing. Like no one really participated with you guys. Exactly. And we're, we, we really want it to be opened up to the, to the charter students. Like this platform we made not for the administration to, you know, talk about whatever, um, although it did kind of turn into that, especially when we made the transition to online school, because it was one of the most effective ways to share information about what was happening. Sure. Um, <clears throat> we think this is the perfect opportunity for you guys to come in and, you know, carry on the legacy of this podcast, but also help expand it to really represent all of the voices at Charter. And I mean, you guys are both men of the people in your own different ways. I mean, everybody knows Lake. Lake knows everybody. He's one of the most friendly people ever. Um, he's doing better work, you know, getting to know everybody than a politician out here. He's he's really killing it. So I think having you guys at the helm is going to be really good, not just for, but for this platform, but for the culture of Charter, because you guys truly represent what we want Charter and the culture of Charter to be. So I'm, I personally am very excited and very happy that you guys are so willing to take this over next year. Definitely, Definitely. my guy. It's, the, it's a very cool opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's not like everybody gets to do this. And even with, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm assuming like things like this too. It's like, this is something we can look back at and truly be like, let's say it's like homecoming, 10, 15 years. It's like the class reunion. This is something we can talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Something we can I think we could turn we it into a big thing, man. Yeah. Y'all definitely laid down a very good foundation. Um, and I see this. I see it going pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, man. I want to moonwalk all over this foundation. I love what we're doing here. I, and I hope you do. Like, yeah, I, please. Completely honest, I hope it, it. this is not like... I, I don't want to come back in 15 years, like Manny said, and it'd be like, oh, you guys were at the same position Irvin and Cyrus were when they started it. Yeah, I hope man, it's like, what like, is this? We need, like, NPR over here talking about, look at these kids from the school in Delaware. Like, really, yeah, when man. I look at it, I feel like that's the that that is the potential it can have with just how active kids are at our school, in our community. And I think this, as active we are with sports, with uh, B+, Jefferson yeah. Council, Student Gov, uh, Youth in Government, we're so active with, with those things. And we are active about expressing how we feel kind of outside of the school. So I think taking all of those things and putting them together, this right here is, could, could go to astronomical levels. And I feel like y'all honestly would be some of the two people to kick that start that off. Definitely. We have one of the most at least in my opinion, one of the most incredibly driven student bodies of any school, yeah. especially in Delaware. Mm -hmm. And this is just a new medium that we want people to be able to express themselves through. And to what you were saying before, you know, Irvin and I did our best, but you it was know, a good job. I, 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 I can't wait job. to see where you guys take this. I really want this to be, you know, a voice for the people. So I, I'm very, very excited to see what you guys are going to do with it and where it's going to go beyond you guys as well.
it's all about laying the foundation here and just kind of building a culture around it that's going to be able to live on through the generations of charter students. It's a big burden, but I think we got it, man. No yeah, one does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, you, to put, you guys not, to, got not to put no pressure on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, a, I got a question about, you know, uh-huh. the school's culture. Because there was a, over last summer, it was, well, it was hot. Not literally, but politically, it's, socially. It's going to be hot this summer, though. I can tell you that. This yeah. Summer, it's going <laughs> to be literally hot this summer. Well, I, I didn't, I, I didn't mean it like that. No, I know. I guess there was a lot of stuff that happened with Charter. And I like, I guess the one, one big thing was student unions and really DEI becoming more open, causing more conversations. But what do you think was one of the big cultural changes that happened over like this crazy summer, just over the pandemic in general? Uh, I don't know if this is necessarily the biggest or most impactful, but Irvin doing the Black Student Union podcast episode, I thought was really something yeah i was disappointed that we ended up not doing more of those um and i because i thought that also had potential it just kind of didn't work out i mean if we this is my last one so i'm gonna be completely candid i checked out of everything i don't think that's any secret to anybody at charter um you know the podcast included but i also should have done it earlier um and i i think you know manny and lake could probably do something like that and they they would do a great job and just having a discussion around you know blackness blackness at charter um like i've had a bunch of those with rashad just haven't sat down and scheduled a time to do it on the podcast but i i do think i think it was cool to to, to start that i wish it would have um i wish i would have been able to do it more um but answering Mandy's question i mean obviously to not avoid the obvious i think dr johnson i've had a uh, opportunity to meet him a few times talk to him um, he he was in class when I had went in to drop some books off, and he was talking to kids and just hearing his mindset on things, and you know what he 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 hasn't given any like tangible plan, but I also think that's good because he he he, he you know Cap came in and he was like we're gonna do this 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 and this, and I think that's good. That. You know, it was unrealistic. You know, yeah. People want to hear that. Some people want to hear that. People want to hear what you have, but you also have to be realistic, like Lake said. One thing, and I, oh, you I'm, can't build up people's expectations if if you don't know. He may have believed he was going to achieve the things he he did, but some things you don't know, especially when looking like five plus years in the future, you just don't know. So it's kind of hard to come in and promise people something like that. And I think one thing about Dr. Johnson is he's not making any promises, but he is keeping an open mind, at least from what sure. I've seen so far. And I appreciate that. So I think to me that's probably gonna be the biggest the biggest thing. Yeah. He seems low key. So I like that. Yeah, Yeah, he's not he's not yeah. Yeah, I had a chance to meet him. He seems super cool, but also super enthusiastic, not just about, you know, being able to kind of lead the helm of charter, but just one of the most genuine people when talking to students as well. That was really cool to see. Do you think he's motivated, like, to do his actual job? Not to bash on Cap or anything, but he was a bit, you know, he was out of the gate. He was he was really energetic. We liked that. But he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't follow through. He, he made too many promises, you know? Well, I think, uh, I think with, it's, it's more of a mindset thing. Because with Cap, it's like, I'm coming here and this is what we're going to do. And with Dr. Johnson, it's more of, 
what do you guys want to do? I'm yeah, going to help exactly. y'all do it, uh-huh. good. which I appreciate. Yeah. I, I think you brought up a very good point, Manny, and, you know, not to rail on capital. You know, yeah. things obviously didn't work out, but that's not us. That's not our position to judge that. But I think it is very important. Um, as you said, the mindset, the way you approach a set of problems, there's one way, which is I'm going to come in here and fix everything the way I think it should be done. And sometimes that works, but most of the time that just ends up creating more problems than you're, and then you end up solving because you're going in and implementing solutions to something that you don't fully understand. The other side of that, which from talking to Dr. Johnson and from hearing about Dr. Johnson from people who have talked to him, like Irvin, he seems to be coming in with the mindset of, I'm going to come in and take the time to fully understand what the situation is before I start moving things around. And I think that's very admirable because he's taking his time to fully understand the situation at Charter, to fully understand the culture at Charter, to get to know personally the faculty, teachers, and students at Charter before he tries imposing himself onto that culture. And I think that will lead to a much more natural, much more open, much more progressive change that will be embraced by everybody. So it's very cool to see. Definitely. Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, do y'all have any uh, questions about being a senior? Anything, oh, yeah. Anything y'all want to know about how, any ins- insider information? How hard does senior writers hit? Cause I'm I'm a little scared, cause I'm starting to get it now. You can it's, go first, cause I got, I I can go on this for about. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's there's different levels to it for sure. It's, I mean it, it and it was very challenging this year with the pandemic. I stayed online the whole time. Um, so there is. Why a certain did you point. stay online? Did you stay online because you didn't want to go in to do work? No, I stayed online because I didn't want to go in and get COVID. Okay. And I only recently, uh, in two weeks, passed my second dose of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So to me, my senioritis happened not in not doing work because I was, I was able to stay on top of my deadlines and all that. My senioritis hit more in the sense of finding it hard harder to be engaged in class in in person class and being able to pay attention to lectures do you think um, it was because you were teachers, online though um i don't know i don't know if it would have been any better in class i know towards the end of the year a lot of people experienced not just seniors a lot of people experienced kind of an antsiness you know like we're almost there but not quite there and people start getting antsy they want to be outside they want to be at the beach and sure. you start thinking about things that aren't history class um, and I experienced that a little bit, but I, I tried to just, for me, it was the motivation was to just finish strong and to not leave anything on you the table. You also had to though. Yeah. That's also true. You, you had you, to. You did finish strong because I saw you, you got an award for Best making he an had app, to finish right? strong. Sorry? You didn't you get an award for making an app that like was, um, for COVID tracking like your health and stuff like that. Bubble, yeah, right? so sorry, was it bugle it, or bubble? Yeah, bubble. It is bugle. bubble. It is. We can call it. We can call it bugle. <laughs> it is bugle. Oh, it's bugle, bugle works. Bugle. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, th- I think I've I think I've talked about Bubble before on the podcast, but I did I did receive a grant um, of fifteen thousand dollars and two hundred two thousand five hundred dollars did go to the school um, from that Good. money, uh, kind of as an award for uh, the work I did on Bubble Health, and then also we had uh, was it CBS or ABC Channel Six at the school interviewing me. Um, yeah, this year I set up a. I set up a volunteer program and our first, I don't know to call it, cohort of students. We had about 30 charter students who were volunteering to work on producing content and research for the Bubble Health website, um, promoting, just really spreading the information on healthcare to patients who don't have the time or don't have the access to it as it is. So, and then also, you know, I had kind of, standards that i had to uphold i I received a yeah you gotta talk about that i mean that's the to me that is the deciding factor and i think it's also your personality and that's very true and other pressures to why you have to perform at a certain level but that's a big factor into why you had to maintain what you were doing that's a very i mean you literally had to yeah i can tell y'all right now senioritis hit for me end of junior year i this i i checked out last year and I'm feeling that, and I'm I came. That. Here's the thing. I w- I'm gonna put the disclaimer out, so we y'all don't need to bleep it out or anything. We don't need to cut this out because I'm gonna put the disclaimer in. I am not condoning anything I did. No, okay. it's probably not gonna work for that many people. I am myself, <laughs> and I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I'm also a very honest person with myself and others. With all that being said, yeah, man, I checked out the end of junior year. Um, you know, I got done what I needed to get done. I I got my credits. Um, this year was tough, though. I mean, even starting off, see, and what happens is, and this goes back to, we were talking kind of pre-production, like before, about, you know, the things you kind of don't know, right? And and even me, as much as I, I believe to myself to be, and everyone sees me, oh, Irvin's such a strong world person. He marches at the beat of his own drums. I was taking four APs at the beginning of the year. For the fir- first Two weeks, I I was signed up for four APs. After that, I dropped I dropped three of them. And well, no, it was probably a month. After a month, I dropped three of my APs. And so then I had to transition out of the APs to regular classes. So I had to schedule I had schedule change, and then I was taking a cab class. And y'all remember they changed schedule, so I couldn't even go to that class anymore. So my schedule is all messed up. I'm in these classes and. You know, the whole college thing is going on. It's just a lot going on. Also, COVID, you know, life stuff. Um, So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and it was really difficult for me to focus on school. And then on top of that, I, my, my, my heart wasn't in it, but I also feel as if, I don't know why this is, but there was a disconnect between me and, and a few of my teachers. Not all of them. There's some that I'm pretty close with, and we were able to keep, like Mervine. I was in Mervine's class every day, and we were, we I was getting to it. But... You know, it was hard for me to sit in some classes and and just be spoken to um, for, you know, an hour. And I think part of that, and like I said, I, I know myself, I'm not saying people should do this, but part of, part of that is my, my arrogance and how I believe I'm s- smarter than everybody at all times. So, like... You know, it's times when I'm like, man, you ain't, I mean, no, it's times when I'm in here like, you, what you telling me right now ain't really that serious, bro. And it's nothing that I don't already know. Like, mm-hmm. you going to tell me how to write? 
Come on, bro. Yeah, I do come this. on, man. It's stuff. Like, it's come on, bro. It's stuff like that. Um, you know, all, but even from the college, and and then it was definitely harder when the whole college, you know, because that was, I had one. Cyrus had 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 it more than I, but I did have, you know, certain obligations. Right, I wanted to keep my grades a certain way. I wasn't trying as hard as I could have, but I definitely tried a little bit to keep my grades up to present well to college. So then the whole it, college, right? yeah, I did. I I I, I did. It wasn't. I wasn't a pluses everywhere, but it was. It was good. It wasn't even bad. It was. It, I would say it was good. Then the whole college decisions come out. I don't get into some schools. I get into other schools, and it was really tough for me after that to like sit up and like I got a a, a merit scholarship to go to school of art in Sioux Chicago. Um, Congratulations! And when I got, thank you. And when I got that, it was hard for me to go into in in the class and and have people like you know sit there and tell me things. I'm like you know I was I was like you know who I am like but I, <laughs> like like someone someone believes in my abilities past whatever this grade set. That's how I felt. I felt like someone believes in in what because it's an art school, so they're not seeing me for you know they're not seeing me for how, my GPA or they, yeah, they're seeing me for, the, for my portfolio on what I what I wrote. You're creative. So they see hard. you. They see me as a person, right? And it was hard for me to sit here and look at these numbers that would say otherwise. And some schools probably saw that and were like, his numbers don't look good. That's not my numbers and who I am as a person are two different things. So I I, I knew I could have played the game of, well, let me hunker down and focus hard and keep my numbers up so they can. I just, you know, that wasn't really me. And I, that's not what I was feeling and also wasn't attainable. So then once I got that back, and then I got rejected from other schools too, I was like, bruh, I, I got my numbers to a point where I felt like they were reasonable. And I was yeah. like, I'm, I got rejected from schools. I got into schools. After, after it was all said and done, and when was that? Probably February, March. Man, the last two, three months were difficult. I mean... I'm talking. I ain't showing up to class. I ain't been. There's some classes I ain't been in in two months. Like, like I was, I was wild. Oh like I said, now I'm not condoning this. I'm just talking about my experience. It, 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 it was definitely, it was definitely a struggle. Um, and it, but it, it, I will say, and I'm gonna just put this out there. It is hard for at least it was very difficult to me to see the light at the end of the tunnel and to see the reasoning for certain things. Why do I have a test on the second to last day of school as a senior? That doesn't make sense. That should never happen. I don't care COVID or not. Why are we having a test on the second to last day and last day of schools as a senior? It's stuff like that. It's stuff like that that just doesn't make sense to where I'm seeing it and, and what y'all telling me doesn't match up with real life. And that was kind of the biggest disconnect. And I felt like, you know, the honesty wasn't there from the beginning of, you know, this is what you're actually here for. It was you're here to learn and you're here to we're here to propel you into students and, and to become scholars in the world. And yeah, no, being honest, not everyone is. Maybe some people are, but not everyone is. Y'all worry about these grades and these numbers so we can present well to people. And so and you know that's just not who I was. So it that senior right is definitely hit. Um, I can't really speak to ways to kind of like get out of that fold. I would say the best thing like I have a good people around me. I have Cyrus, my mom. My mom's like the most disciplined person I know. So she was kind of pushing me along, but it was definitely difficult. Um, 
yeah, I don't really have any advice. I just kind of put my experience out there. Y'all, can, people can draw what they want from that. But thank you, Earth. Shout out, Earth, mom. <laughs> yeah, but. thank you for sharing, man. <laughs> that was just what that was yeah. what it was for me. So there you have it. Two very different experiences when it comes to you know staying on top of school senior year. And as you said, you know it. I will it, say it's this. not oh, easy let me say to this. go for it. There are things you have to know, and people can take this how they want to take this. Some stuff you don't have the energy to do. And if you don't have the energy to do it, some stuff you got to let go. Not everything, newsflash students, not everything they're putting in front of you is that important all the time. There is life. There is other stuff that is going on. It is okay. We don't, we don't, we don't do this as, as students, especially at this school. It is okay sometimes to, to not make up an assignment. To, to, I'm not saying y'all got to be like me and not show up to class for two months. But there are times where it's like, but I can't. I did not study for this test because I had life and I had other tests. And I'm worrying about APs. You know what? Maybe this biology test ain't gonna get done today. That's perfectly fine. We don't say that at this school, but that's why so many kids talk about well, my mental health, my mental health. It's because y'all y'all want to sit up here and like me then do four APs. Yeah. All right. You, if we sit in here and sign up for this, and they make us sign a release form at the beginning saying, "Hey, your mental health will deteriorate," and it's not our fault if it does. You have to be aware of that as as a student um, and aware of what you can and you cannot do. Do you think there's sort of, but I guess on the other side, do you think there's a lesson to learn through this about kind of showing resilience through these situations? Because I took two APs this year and it was was hard, especially Mm -hmm. AP physics. That was very hard. But do you think, I guess going through it the one thing that kept me going through it what that kept me from dropping the class was mm-hmm. building up a sort of resilience or immunity to this if it ever happens again you know if i I'm, think that's important yeah. i mean it, adversity is what creates care i mean that's why to y'all know lake and manny y'all already know how i feel about y'all as people i think y'all are great and that to me manny that's why you are who you are right you're a resilient person right you have discipline cyrus that's why that 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 was one of the main things that drove me to being friends with this dude, I, I could see his drive and his resilience when stuff was put in his way. And and I was talking to him like he does stuff he doesn't want to do all the time. I, I come in, you know, I'm over here all the time and he's doing work and I'm like, man, why are you working, bro? Let's go. Like I was going to say something that I couldn't say, but let's go do something else. <laughs> that is not. He's a worker. <laughs> yo. That's what he does. Yeah, like you went here. Him working, and Manny are and very I, determined to just do that work. Get it done. No, and Manny, I, I do. But Lake, you definitely are too. You can't. I'm really, man. Think. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say I'm not, but I'll leave it because that's Here's a little bit. Explicit, I know about but... me and Lake. Me and Lake yeah. work hard about things we want to work hard. Y'all just get in and do what y'all. Y'all need do, to do everything, and I respect that. That that's where the difference in mindset lies, and I'll kind of talk about how I'm able to do everything at once to relatively a high standard. So Lake and Irvin, just because. And like, I don't know, you know, anything about your, your schoolwork or whatever, but I know from Irvin, as he just mentioned, you know, some things took a backseat for him this year, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been working incredibly hard on other projects that he's super passionate about. I've also been working on Irvin with, you know, I don't know how much you want me to say, but on a short film on visualize there's just a bunch of content that he's doing. That's his art focus. We got, we did a podcast every week. 
We did a po- we did a podcast every week for more than an hour, yeah. and they started out as three hour podcasts. And then I had to cut that yeah, down. He cut, but he cut it. <laughs> so Dang. so yeah, I guess I was work. I was doing. Is that like I was just bumming it in the house? No, I just Urban was school. Work. <laughs> Urban knows everybody in here work. Everybody in here. Everybody work. in here we knows work on different how things. to work hard. Urban is an incredibly determined, incredibly driven person, but um, I think the difference between you and me is that you compartmentalize what the things are that you feel to you in your own life situation are necessary and important to you and that is totally fine i think you should do that me on the other hand and in a way this has come up as an issue for me i try and do everything Mm -hmm. um but the way i'm able to and there have been many times over the course of the year where i've gotten in trouble with you know my mom or just just with myself realizing that my priorities were out of line. You know, why am I spending five hours editing this podcast episode and only one hour working on this essay? Because my podcast needed to be out. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that, but you know, in my heart, that that is what was important to me. But I also realized in the grander scheme of things, by working hard on the stuff that I don't necessarily want to do in this moment, will give me the opportunity and the freedom to be able to do the things that I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. And let me explain. So doing schoolwork for me, unless it's something, there were very, there were like one or two subjects this year that I was very invested in actually taking the time to learn because I enjoyed the content. One of them being AP art history, one of them being modern physics. The other classes, I was like, all right, these are just classes I'm taking because I'm in high school and I have to take them. Um, but I was still able to get the work done because I understood that, Here's here's what it comes down to. You can't take it personally. So I was able to do the work and not think about, oh my God, this sucks that I have to do this work. I just did it without thinking about it so that I could move on to what I wanted to be doing. That works short term. Okay, I'm going to get home. I'm going to do my school. I'm going to do my work. I'm not going to put it off. Then I can do the things I want to do without having that schoolwork hanging over my head the whole time if I'm procrastinating. Also, in the long run, by maintaining that level of performance in school i'm able to put myself in a program for the next four years that is going to be much much more flexible and much more tailored to the things i want to be doing every day so that's that's how i was able to get through this year if it really comes down to it um is by compartmentalizing okay this is the work i want to be doing this is the work i don't want to be doing but in order for me to be able to do in good conscious and down the line the work that I want to be doing, I have to get this work I don't want to be doing done. And I'm not going to take it personally. I'm just going to sit down and do it, not think about it too hard, turn in that assignment, and move on. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I'll say this. It is, it's a balancing act. I, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with what people look at it and be like, Irvin, you're lazy, blah, blah, blah. I know what I, to me, it comes down to knowing what you can and cannot do. Some people are more like Manny and Cyrus. Some people are more like me and Lake. I don't, at at Charter, the people like me and Lake are looked at as, oh, well, you're messing up. You're lazy. This isn't the environment for you. Blah, 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 whatever. Right? But I think, I think it's a balancing (laughs) act. (laughs) I, I think it's, I think it's a balancing act because you just have to know. What you have to, to me, it comes down to this. You have to know yourself and know what you can and cannot do. If you're not like Cyrus, 
that's not going to work for you. And guess what? Your mental health will deteriorate. But the, and then you're going to be looking like, oh, man, my mental health I value my happiness over most but, things, you know? Yeah, and that's admirable because that's definitely something I struggled with over the years. Like, I'm just now starting to do stuff I really want to do. That's not for college. That's not to look good on my resume. I'm doing stuff I really want to do. And that's been a struggle because it's all it's almost like I, I can't speak for Cyrus. But he said earlier about doing stuff like in good conscience. It was it was hard for me to want to do stuff that I want to do, and then knowing and then knowing about like the other side, like you got to get this work done, and it's going to take time away from this. Manny, that's incredibly admirable that you're able to make that shift to really focusing on yourself. And here's one thing I will say to you two, and also to everybody else listening who has not already applied or gotten into college. Something that I found through my process. Through, through going through the college application process um, and especially like leading up to it, there are certain things that you're kind of told or you kind of have the sense that you should be doing, especially when you're a charter. For example, I should be playing varsity sports. I should be getting this level of ACT grades. I should be getting this level of GPA. I should be okay. doing these specific clubs, you know, whether it's um, – I don't know. I don't know the new name for Jeff, Jeff Council off the top multiplying of my head. Multiplying good. Whether you need to be a part of multiplying good, whether you need to be a part of student government, whatever it is, um, there are certain expectations that you need to be doing in order to get into college, and that's something that has been consciously and and subconsciously ingrained into us as charter students. And I'm glad to see Manny that you're starting to break that mold because what I found, and this is just from my experience, I don't want to speak for everybody. What I found is that by not doing those things, not saying if you want to do them, do them, but by not being beholden to those things that you're supposed to do in quotes and by doing the things that I wanted to do, that set me apart from the rest of the applicants when it came to college. Because not only did that show that you know I'm different by doing other stuff, but that showed that I cared about what... I want to be doing and that I put time and effort into things that I care about. And in a way that's more important for college admission people to see than to see that you're student gov president. So everything's a balance here, but I would encourage you do the things you want to do and be passionate about the things that you want to do and work hard about the things you want to do because that in and of itself will make you unique. Mm-hmm. Don't stress yourself up. Don't don't stress yourself out about things. Don't stress yourself out. It, Period. I will say it, it. It's not that important. People can take that however they want to take that. Oh, Irvin said. Look, do not stress you yourself know you. out. That know yourself and know your limits. And yes, I think Manny like like it's like working out. Sometimes you have to tear and break past so you can build up. I think that's important. But there's a level. If you overwork, then you'll break something. Or tear something for good. The little tears are good. You want to tear it a little bit. That's how you build it up and get more muscle. See, I know something. I was see. I'm in class. Beat it no, up. Come on, come on now. Don't like I. I got it. Like, I'm gonna drop. <laughs> but uh, biology, rice. See, I was in there. I'm dropping science <laughs> on them, right? Yes, you, sir. you 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 tear you tear little muscle to build up. Big if muscle. you could do a complete tear because you overworking. Then you sideline. Then you're for, out the game. Then you sideline for six months. Exactly. Yeah. Stop so hyperextending. Stop hyperextending. Exactly. You have to know your limit, and 
yes, I think with both sides, I think that's important with what Manny is saying because that is what Manny is talking about. That that adversity will make you a stronger person. But at what point is too much? And that's what I'm saying. People don't say that enough at Charter of yo, you don't need to be doing all that. That's not good for you. It's, it's so, strong. It's it's strong to do both. It takes strength to do both. That's yes. one thing I've realized. Because I know people are dealing with pressures to do to do this, take take this AP and then start this thing outside of school and do this club and have this amount of volunteering hours. And there's pressure because you're thinking about what have my parents done to get me here, the stuff they sacrificed for me, how can I repay them in the future? And that's that's a lot of pressure. And it's not even like, this isn't even your own pressure. This is just pressure from like the environment you're in. So it's hard to fight back against that. It's almost like you're fighting back against natural instincts, I guess. But you have to just take a step back. I don't know if anybody in here meditate, but I meditate. It helped me a lot. You yes, meditate, sir. you think about why why am I feeling this? And you just you you accept it, but you also contemplate you and do think again, about man. it. Both both do of you bring up a great point here. Baby. Yeah, both of you bring up a great point here, and I think what it all boils down to is two very important things. All of us have things in our personal life that we're dealing with. All of us do. All of us have pressures from school, from your parents, from whoever it is. And we, especially being a charter student, we feel that we have to live up to a certain expectation. And that there's a balance to that. In one way, that, that makes us resilient, that makes us driven. And in the other way, that can be a lot. Um, but what it all boils down to is what Irvin said, which is you need to know yourself. This means know what you actually do care about and know what you don't care about. And then once you have that evaluation, you can then start making decisions about how you're going to prioritize your time and energy. Because what you need to do as a charter student is to protect your enthusiasm. If you're not enthusiastic about doing schoolwork, you're not going to do your schoolwork. If you're not enthusiastic about the things you care about, you're not going to do those. So by protecting your enthusiasm, by taking the time to do things you care about, then you'll have more motivation to get the things done that you have to get done. And that all comes from, as Urban said, knowing yourself. What do you care about? How are you going to protect your enthusiasm? The second thing, um, I recently started a reading. I don't really know how. No, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Epictetus, I think, is a Greek philosopher, Stoic philosopher, and his main message is a stoic message. It's about understanding the things that you can control and the things that you can't control. And by dissociating emotion from the things that you cannot control. And so the things that you can control are your own thoughts, your reactions to things happening, and the choices that you make. Those are the only three things that you as a human being are able to control. That's your thoughts, that's your reactions to things happening, and that is, what was the last one I said? <laughs> your, the choices you make. Every, everything else, how other people act, the world you live in, um, you know, what happens to your bodily health, um, whatever grade you, like there are certain things that you cannot control, and one of the ways to get in a not great mental state is by focusing on the things that you cannot control as if those things you as if they are things you can control whereas if you focus your mental energy and attention on things that you are able to control 
for example, your reaction to things happening to you, then you will leave, live a much more fulfilling life and be able to just be generally more sane. <laughs> so as a charter student, um, there are two, I feel like there are two outcomes. One way is you're broken down and the other way is you're completely, you overextend yourself and you're just not in a great spot and it's hard to recover from that. Or the other way is that you are broken down, but, um, you know, it's hypertension. Like you have those small tears and you gain these skills in order to build yourself up into a stronger person by knowing yourself, by focusing on the things that you can control and by being able to delegate your energy and your time in order to protect your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> I like to read that philosophy that on them. This is I, I love you, Cyrus, yeah. but I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, hypertension is like, is in the heart. I know, like, I know. I, I didn't want to say <laughs> that. Did I say the wrong thing? I didn't yeah, want to kill, didn't, I I didn't kill your vibe. Uh, <laughs> I came in and I dropped knowledge. Like, I'd be in class. Like, I, I was, I was really in here. Like, I was learning. <laughs> it's not hypertension, it's, it's not, hypertrophy. It's, there you go. Hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. Hypertension is what you have. Hypertension. That's like, yeah, yeah, that's like high blood pressure. I don't want hypertension. Don't get hypertension. No, don't do that. Do that hypertrophy. <laughs> don't do that hypertension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost there. You close. I was almost there. You were close. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I got it. We can't be I like what you were doing. There. No, yeah, Irvin's always right. We can't, that, that's we one can't, thing I've we learned. We can't all be me. That's the so, one thing I've learned yeah, being friends with this man. He's always right. Irvin. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be like Irvin. I want to be like me too. <laughs> and I, on that note <laughs> yeah i feel like it's been a lot of speaking of it's been a lot of myself talking and a lot of urban talking i want to hear what you guys think about the whole situation and if you guys have Wait. any advice or just general thoughts which situation but hey juniors but they ain't got no opinion on us yeah i was gonna say <laughs> we'll do this next year we'll I mean, that's true to talk. you guys will this be the, wide, thing, like, the wise of sages one. next year yes yeah, our last dance yeah, you, man. De you definitely pippin'. I love bachata right. dancing. That stuff is so groovy. All right. Um, you guys will hear plenty from Lake and Manny next year. I'm so glad they ain't got to hear you no more, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, you we'll guys are so lucky that you're you're over, no, over you guys definitely, listening to me. There has to be a reunion. Sometime. Yeah, you guys are the I think there, were, there were, I think there, there will be. be. But that's up to you guys. I feel like, you know what? We've had enough of these fools. Get them out of here. We don't want any of them. We'll bring any, you back once more to we do have with built them. it up. There you go. Facts. Perfect. We we were the ones who broke it down. You guys are the ones who will build it up. <laughs> we got hypertension. <laughs> you got to go here. back before you go forward. Yeah, y'all got hypertension. <laughs> we, we were the ones with the hypertension. Y'all are the ones who are going to bring out the hypertrophy. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Shout out to AI. I just want to quote a famous philosopher. Go for it. Um, Doing a better job than I am. Her name is Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> And she said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Facts. Boom. Yes, sir. That's it. Mic drop. Exactly. I'm Cyrus Rosen, the no longer host of the CSW podcast, joined by Irvin Mayfield, our former sound producer and editor, as well as co-host for today's episode. And greatest philosopher. And greatest philosopher Ever. to pass through Charter's doors. I'm joined by your now inaugurated co-hosts, Lake Grant and Manny Fowler. This has been an episode of the CSW Podcast. I'd like to shout out Dr. Prisco, our faculty producer, from, what is it called? From the virtual Edison's closet, which is still in my bedroom. Which is still in my... From the, from the, from the virtual Edison's closet, which is still in my bedroom. 
have a great day. I don't know how to end it. <laughs> stay we happy, out. yo. We out. Stay happy. I, lo- stay I healthy. love you guys. Stay love. safe. One love. love. All right. That's it, boys. All right. Oh, y'all are beautiful.